Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Throne and Home podcast. Hey, guys. We're glad that you're joining us today. We've got episode three coming up today. And so we're glad to just be able to be with you and, and share some of the things that have been on our heart. You know, there's a lot happening and we've yeah. been we've been just praying and pressing into what's happening in us, what's happening in the world. And we we always want to be presence focused. And so we, we felt the direction for today to go go in a slightly different way. Sarah, God God had started to put some stuff on your heart and you were just we were just talking before we jumped on about some of that. And what yeah. what, what does that well, look like for you? Well there there's so many things that we've made lists and talked about the many things that we'd love to cover um, in this time. Um, but with everything that's happened in the world recently um, with Israel, it kind of, yeah. everybody, I'm sure everyone, um, it's shifted focus um, and perspectives. And for me, I know it ha- it hits home in a lot of different ways yeah. when it comes to Israel. I mean, I grew up um, kind of immersed our culture, even in our Christian yeah, homes. Yeah, totally. Um, I grew up around um, a lot of Messianic Jews and that experience doing celebrations and Passovers and different things. And um, I got to go to Israel twice mm. when I was a teenager. Yeah, I've, I've never been. And that's always been on my heart to yeah. do. So I know. And what was interesting, and I think what I want wanted to kind of share in this was, Alex, it's kind of a funny thing, but I'm kind of learning... Um, maybe I, I hear from the Lord differently yeah. Um, in different ways um, as prophetic people. Sometimes I was like, is this a different um, way of sensing the Lord doing something? Um, I'm a, you know, I am creative. I love culture. Um, I love, you know, different kinds of food, different kinds of things. And maybe about two months ago, um, I just started really missing Israel. And yeah. so I started watching Israeli TV shows, cooking, you know. Yeah, that's right. You, you started food. binge watching like this Israeli drama. Yeah, but show. just feeling yeah. a sense of missing that land. And because I had been there twice and I for, for a very long time, I was like, I love that experience. Um, but I was good. I mean, you've spent probably, you know, two two trips in Israel. That's a lot of dust. We had yeah. talked about how, like, I wanted to be an archaeologist. We were even looking, watching a lot on Egypt. Um, but feeling a sense of, like, wow, I want to go back, and my heart just really being centered back in Israel. And fast forward a few more weeks, um, and we, we, we see what's going on right? Um, with everything. And... Honestly, it's not, these things are not a surprise. Like the Bible is very clear, you know, on these events that take or that take place around Israel. And as Christians, always praying for Israel, but like our heart, that's like our we, we are we always said and I remember being in Israel talking about how we're grafted in. Right. We're grafted in. We're not the replacement you know, yeah. we are we are grafted into the people of God and Israel being the chosen first people, the place that he chose to go and to reveal himself in flesh. Um, and it's just been heartbreaking. I mean, of course, when anything like this happens, 
in the world, it's devastating. Um, and it kind of reminded me a lot of growing up in New York when I was about, I think I was about 18, 19 years old um, when 9-11 happened. Right. And, and th- there have been a lot of comparisons already. You know, I, we, we know people who are in Israel right now. Um, and even things that their government has put out where they have made the comparison, this is their 9-11. And and 9-11 for us, we both experienced it very differently because you were in the city, and I had already moved out of the city, but my family was still in the city. And so that connection point, when when they started giving language to that, the ability to um, relate and connect with what's happening over there just intensified, at least in my heart, it intensified so much. And I know, you know, I have that as my experience in Israel, my experience, um, with, with 9-11, kind of where I was, um, the best way I can describe it when it feels like literally the entire earth, it was earth shattering like the amount of fear mm-hmm. and panic, mm-hmm. devastation, questions. I remember the day because we didn't know where, what had happened really and where it came from. Right. Um, I remember the island being shut down because... Well, and when you say island, you're talking Manhattan, right? Because... No, I'm talking... Staten Island? Staten Island, where okay. we worked, they had shut down right. all the boroughs right. because we had heard that there there was... You know, terrorists like yeah. coming through and escaping through different routes, they they shut down the island, and so there was a, a sense of, you know, we have no TV, all the phone, like everything. Right. It was it was very eerie and strange, and I I remember being I was working at Starbucks at the time, and I was on a garbage run, and it, it was full on panic. And honestly, the concept of what was going on, I don't fully think I understood. We do now. Right. Yeah. Um, but also knowing there was this overwhelming sense of when, you know, God has put you in that place for that moment in that time and the incredible amount of peace and assurance that I, I had. And it was almost as if we've talked about that idea of being a throne body. It was almost as if there was a full awareness of where, where I lived. Right. Like, my home, <laughs> you know, his throne, was, anchor- yeah. was anchored in his presence. And I think that's, you know, a lot of times when we even talk about um, the martyr church or the persecuted church, there's a sense of how, how, how do these people do that? Right. From the outside in. And I think that the Lord just kind of gave me a little glimpse into they're so anchored in heaven they are so anchored in the kingdom and so aware of the presence of god and so aware of him with that they are in him and he is with them and that nothing physically on this earth can actually touch you like you can go through such difficult things and there be an assurance and a peace um and I think that that was a little bit of what I was experiencing and able to give to people. Right. And I think it's so important right now. Um, I was thinking about our family, and you know, we talk about throne and home, and how do we release the presence of God here? 
in our family and our kids have questions because they heard about 9-11 but they've never really experienced right they experienced a little bit of the craziness of covid and what yeah. was going on in and around that um and our kids are older now where they they engage not regularly with the media and news, but they see, they hear, they, 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 especially our older boys, they, they, they understand a little bit about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that can create a sense of fear and a lack of peace in them. And, and one of our, our values, our core values as a family is presence, is peace, you know? And so when we look at what's happening there, and how our hearts break. We pray for Israel. We pray for Palestine, yeah. right? I mean, because it's it's as defined by the government, you know, a terrorist organization organization like Hamas. It doesn't mean that every Palestinian person, right? Absolutely. So, and, I mean, and, we're equal, equally. Yeah, and and, and, and the Lord, like the Lord, like His people. You know, we 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 want to look at is yes, Israel, right? The, the Jewish people, but there are people. His heart there. is so much for also the people, right? There are people there that the Lord loves, yes, that He absolutely. is calling, right? Where I was going with that was that you know our kids see that, and there is that heightened awareness of man. There's really bad things that happen in the world, right? And then we see all the uh, I don't want to say fallout, but the the radiating effects of what was going on there. You know, here at home, there was a heightened awareness of where do we go, what's going on, different protests and different things. And you're, those are all opportunities that I believe the enemy uses to rob us of, of our peace mm-hmm. in those places. I think many who might be listening is regardless of what's happening in the world, regardless of what's happening in my own world, right? Because it can be easy to disassociate, distance ourselves from Israel because it's all the way on the other side of the globe and what's happening there. But what happens when I don't have peace in my own life, in my own world, where my job, when I'm, my family circumstances, you know, sickness happens and all those types of things, how do I maintain that peace? And I think the people listening to this probably have that question. So what are some things that we do, you and I, and that we see biblically to maintain peace? And that kind of brings me to... um Jackie Hill Perry recently. Mm-hmm. If you, some of you may have seen it and scrolled on Instagram, and she was talking about, and I was like, "Yes, this that is awesome." Because there will be times where our external world, or maybe even our internal world, does not feel like peace. Right. Yeah. You may feel the indicators of not of um, hey, this this feels turbulent. Yeah. Um, but how we move and operate, like, I may not feel peace, but that is not, peace is a guiding indicator, the person of peace. Right. And that's, Jesus. that's really key because peace. Not how I, how the circumstance looks or makes me feel, because there are sometimes where the Lord is asking us to risk and do things that don't feel like peace. It feels like a shaking. 
right. but God, he is in the middle of it. And I think, I think the awareness more than just peace being this outside thing, right? Or this outside experience, but realizing that peace is a person, you know, the scripture calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. And so oftentimes I'll be sitting with people in my office, at the church, wherever, and, and, and they're like, I just, I just don't feel peace. And I will often bring them back to, well, where do you feel Jesus? Because Jesus is mm-hmm. the person of peace, and peace is not an experience. Peace is a person. So find Jesus, peace. and you will find peace. And I love how, you know, and I think what's really interesting is we always say, and I'm just going to bring it back to Israel um, for a second, in that we say pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I look at my Bible, and I'm like, okay. It's not, there's there's so much where it's like, okay, wars, and like we hear about that it's going to happen. We know that there's a promise of some, at some point, peace, right? And I think about what is it that we're actually with, the, what is on the Lord's heart for Israel, right? right? And this is for all people, actually, but I'm going to use this as an example. Um, when we say pray for the peace of Jerusalem, there is a, there is a sense of, Within Israel, within the Jewish people, there is a reconciling that he wants to do. You know, peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. Yeah. There is, he, it's actually (laughs) connecting the Jewish unbelievers to the Messiah. Yeah, totally. So when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and so I'm like, could it be that in these times of turbulence and shaking that the Palestine people... And the Jewish people would come to a place where they recognize where Jesus shows up. Right. <laughs> you know, I didn't know how, when everything happened on that day, I woke up that Saturday morning and I prayed. I'm like, I didn't, I knew how to pray for other places that were experiencing um, terror or destruction. I knew how to pray. And I'm like, Lord, this is different. This is Israel. How do you want me to pray? And he said, pray for peace, but pray for me to be revealed Yeah. in Israel. Well, that, that reminds me, you know, you shared with me a, a, another podcast from, uh, I think it was Jesus Image, yeah. right? And Michael Koulianos. And, and he was sharing in his message, I, I guess it was one of their services, um, but he was sharing the message how he had been on someone else's podcast, and they asked him the question, what, what is the word of the Lord for the church and for the world right now? And his response was so simple, but I, I, like, I agree with it. Everything in my heart resonates with it. And he said, he said, the word of the Lord for the church and for the world today is one thing, Jesus, yeah. right? And I, I, think, I think we need to oftentimes get back to that, right? Jesus, in, in our situations, in the problems of, that we see outside of us, it's Jesus, folks, you know, that's mm-hmm. all that we need. And so praying for peace in Jerusalem, praying for peace in my home, praying for peace in my family, praying for peace of, is Jesus, manifest yourself, because where you show up, there's peace. You know, when you, you were sharing a moment ago, and I was reminded, you know, of, 
of the story in the Gospels of Jesus asleep in the boat, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, you and I grew up in church. We colored the coloring pages of it. Saw and, the flannel graphs. Yeah, the flannel graphs, <laughs> you know, Sunday school teacher lady doing the whole bit. But, it, you know, Jesus is crossing the Sea of Galilee with his disciples. The storm comes up, and he's asleep in the boat, and they're all panicked. They had the person of peace yeah. there in the boat, yet because they didn't recognize the presence of peace, they lacked peace themselves. Mm-hmm. And I love how Bill Johnson actually says this. It, it, someone asked him once the question, why was Jesus able to sleep in the storm? And he said, he said, because any storm you can sleep through, you have authority over. And Jesus didn't allow for the external atmosphere to dictate his internal atmosphere, but rather he released his internal atmosphere that shifted the external atmosphere. And that brought peace to the storm, but peace to the disciples as well. And, and I think that if, if you or I, and I want to bring it very practical into our homes, mm-hmm. if we learned how to partner with the person of peace and release that, I believe we would see a greater manifestation of that peace in the middle of every circumstance yeah, you I, face. I think I'm reminded of just how a lot of times we we think of heaven or we think of the kingdom as this alternate. <laughs> yeah, like it's something al- far off. Alternate reality, but realizing that that reality is greater than this one. That the atmosphere of heaven and what is available to us in that place, mm-hmm. peace, all the, you know, the gifts of the spirit, everything. all the fruits, yeah. uh, you know, everything is available to us. It's not a far off thing or a thing we need to strive for, a thing right. we need to earn, but it is through Jesus. It is, totally. through, it is through the person of peace. It is through recognizing his presence, but it's like, wow, I think if we can begin to grow in a different mindset mm-hmm. of we're made for that world. Totally. We're made for that. And we get to why the whole reason we are on this earth right now is to release yeah. the atmosphere of heaven is to release the kingdom and to see this place begin to manifest to look like that place. Well, there's, there's, there's two things, you know, Jesus said the kingdom is at hand, right? And so is, is it a, now and not yet? Yes, it is. There, there are aspects of the kingdom that we are longing for, but the kingdom of God is still at hand, and we get to partner with that. And I think, I think that as we get the revelation, the understanding truly within us, we're able to release that and partner with that to see those things. I love how you said, you know, it's, it's part of making this place look like that place, but that's the mandate on earth as it is in yeah. heaven. If that is our prayer as ambassadors of Christ, the scripture calls us, mm-hmm. it's our job, it's our mandate, it's our responsibility to make this place look like that place because we are the carriers of the kingdom. We carry the very presence of God. I mean, the the, the scripture says that the fullness of Christ Jesus dwells inside of you. 
And then Paul goes on to say, and you are seated in heavenly places. So we are here and there at the same time. And from that place of our positional identity here on earth, we get to release the kingdom and we get to release that peace. I think um, for, for some that might be listening, I think there might be some, like, well, okay, that sounds awesome. That sounds right. great. How do I do that? Totally. And what comes to mind actually is there is the renewing of the mind. 100%. I think that there is a, a couple practical things that we can begin to do to align ourselves. Mm-hmm. How do we bring ourselves into alignment? Um, I always say worship first because there's something about beholding mm-hmm. um, that when you behold in worship and not the worship uh, that's me focused, but r- truly beholding, right? When you see him, you're transformed. Well, that's just scripture, right? You know, First uh, Corinthians, or I believe it's First Corinthians. I may be off right now, but the scripture says that as we behold Him, we are transformed into the thing that we behold mm-hmm. Him, and we change from glory to glory. Right. So what you behold, you become. Yeah. So there is the aspect of a simple way is to to begin to create a habit of worship, not just the, the worship where I go in my car and I stick on some music or a. Um, I, I show up to church and I worship to my favorite song. It's the 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 habit of worship, the habit of beholding, the habit right. of listening, being still in his presence and allowing yourselves to be transformed where I think clearing that space, he begins to give, we begin to get the mind of Christ. Right. And so when we get that place of, um, okay, now I'm in his presence and my mind is being changed, my, my thoughts, and not from a worldly oh i've changed my mind right where in an earthly perspective that brings instability right yeah it brings the double mindedness mm-hmm. but when you when you spend time in the presence and you have um, true transformation transformation in a mindset change then from that mindset change we begin to see just the different perspective changes yeah and i, I love how you started it with worship and it's if I heard you and understood you, it's it's worship to give, not to receive. Because there are those moments where we go into worship, people, individuals will go into worship to get something from God, but it's really beholding right. Him and making it about Him. Yeah, and so moving into when we talk about Jesus, the person of peace, gazing, spending time yeah. with Jesus, spending time, um, I always say, you know, even in a worship experience, there's this kind of, what I call the, fel- you know, in the fellowship, yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, where Jesus is the way, right? The cross going through the the way and then to the Father and then the Father sends the Holy Spirit. And so there's this this experience that you can have where they're, they're all revealing the aspects of their nature and who they are and then we're changed. Yeah. Um, and so as carriers of kingdom, carriers of presence, just like we were talking, going back what are the practical ways worship obviously to me worship and beholding and spending time in that place um as the lord reveals you know our prayer and our declarations our intercession then begin to mold more to the heart of what the lord is doing yeah versus fear-based prayer 
right? Or so good. like versus like, oh God, I see all this and this is help this, help this. And we get in, we go to panic prayer. And I'm like, that's just telling the Lord stuff he already knows versus getting to a place where I'm, I'm starting to, to get things I never got before and well, understand from that perspective a lot more to be able to release heaven on earth. Well, that's the true definition of prophetic intercession, right? It's not us praying from earth to heaven, it's praying from heaven to earth. And so when you behold him and when you've got that transformation, you actually start to pray what he wants to do in on the earth right. as and it is it, in it, heaven. It, it and might so, be something we never even thought of. Exactly. And so so being able to get to a place where you are praying what is on the heart of God to release, to to impart, to see those changes happen. And now you enter in this place of partnership with the Lord, and you're not just going to him with a laundry list of things. I think I think it's really important. I think sometimes we get up to the threshold of that and we don't ever step over into that place where we actually start praying what is on the Father's heart. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would love to see an increase um, even in our church services and our meetings where we go to amazing places in worship. And I, I've, I've grown up in it. I've seen it. But to then begin to get such downloads from that place, I'm like, I wonder what would happen if we pressed into that place a little bit more. How much societal transformation oh, absolutely. we would see because we went that next step right. to start. And I do believe, like, absolutely, like, it may not always happen in your in your church service, but hey, the second you walk out that door, don't don't go back into regular regular mode of our day to day. Like pull on the things that are being wherever you are. Pull on the things that God is giving you um, in those moments of even corporate worship to ask the Lord what He wants to do corporately and how you can, in your sphere of influence, begin to see that manifest yeah. even more. Like we get to go on that journey even after we leave. <laughs> this is just a side note thing. Um, when we leave a church service and when we leave a corporate gathering, and God showed up. Um, I want to speak to this a little bit is not at all part of our plan, but like I grew up what we used to call like conference junkies or we yeah. go from high to high in the presence and we don't always do with it what we could. And I think we love to go and we get the experience, but realize the Lord is downloading so much in us in those moments. I want to encourage you if you, if you're in a place where you get to go to, like you may not have it at your regular church and that's fine. Um, we do have such a wealth of amazing things that we get to experience here. Holy Spirit downloads. Let's begin to take those things and really see the increase, not just the ministers that stand up on stage, but the ministers that fill these rooms to see transformation really take place. Well, I think that speaks to just our priesthood, right? We are a priesthood, and so we get to carry that. You know, I, I've seen it as well, where, you know, you go into this one moment in a corporate gathering, even in a private gathering, right? You you have a time with the Lord in your bedroom, in your wherever, by yourself, 
But as soon as you walk out, it's like it stays there. I'm reminded of the disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. They wanted to camp there, but they were meant to bring that experience down to where they were going. And so it's the revelation of, no, I get to carry this everywhere I go. You know, everywhere I go, I bring revival. I bring the presence. I bring the atmosphere of heaven. I don't, I don't have to go somewhere to experience the atmosphere of heaven. I carry the atmosphere of heaven. And I think that this very thing is that other, maybe like the third key to what we were talking right. about. How do we practically do this? Mm-hmm. These are practical things that, you know, I've seen growing up in church where I'm like, wow, 20 years ago, had I known now or known then what I know now in this realm, if I was able to activate and knew that I could. Right. Like, wow. Like, but the Lord is good and he, you know, it's we go from glory to glory, strength to strength, and we're, we're incre- always increasing, right, in um, knowledge and wisdom. But we get to do this, like yeah. you said, as priests. Um, yeah. I think, I think once we have that revelation of our union with God, right? Christ in us. You know, it's uh, John, uh, I think it's John 20, where, no, sorry, John 17, in that day, Father, Jesus praying in the garden, that they will know that as I am is in you, you, uh, they are in me, right? Yeah. And so our, our union with God, that we get to carry that everywhere we go and release. So whether it be world politics and problems that we mm-hmm. see, you know, yes, continue to pray for the peace of Israel. Continue to release the peace in Israel and in the region. Continue to release peace here in the U.S. or wherever it is you go. Take that, apply it to your home. You walk in, it's heavy, it's whatever's going on. Release that with your family, you know, and you don't have to make a big uh, production of it. Just recognize by the sheer fact of your presence carrying the presence of God, you can release yeah. peace in your home, peace over your children. I mean, I know you do this. I've done this plenty of times. You know, our kids are asleep, and we'll just pray over them yeah. to release peace when we know that they've had some turbulent moments. You know, I know for us, I've woken up in the middle of the night, laid hands on you. Mm-hmm. I have felt you laying hands on me in the middle of the night to release peace or yeah. whatever whatever the kingdom is for us in that moment. And I think that's when we get that true revelation and understanding, we just can't help but do that. And now we become carriers of peace and not just agents, or, or we become carriers of peace and agents of peace, not just people looking for peace. Right. And I'm just reminded of, it's coming to mind, the scripture, you'll remember it better, but that message, you know, I, and I even taught on it a few years ago, and it's been a prevalent message on the unshakable. The unshakable kingdom, yeah. Unshakable kingdom, and I think that's the place when we're so anchored mm-hmm. in who God is and anchored in the person of peace. It's like, we're not really promised that things aren't going to happen. Right. Things are right. going to continue. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't mean it to be doom and gloom, but it, right. but there, but you can still have joy. You can still have peace. You can still have all of those things. Um, but when you're anchored in Jesus, and we're going to find right. more and more mm-hmm. that, and I, I pray that the more and more we begin to see on the earth the shaking, 
that happens that people are, are going to realize that there is no other way. Right. That they have to go to the person of peace. Right. That Jesus is the only way. And f- that they're going to find that regardless of what the world's telling you you need, that you, they realize there's nothing else but Jesus. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we're supposed to just release that, yeah. you know, and just pray that over whoever's listening, you know. So, Father, I just I just thank you for our union with with the Prince of Peace, Jesus. We thank you that you are the Prince of Peace and that you have made your dwelling in us, and that we are in you. And so, Father, right now I just release that revelation of the union with you, with peace, that we are carriers of peace, we are carriers of your presence, and that as carriers of peace in in your presence, we get to release that. Father, that the internal peace that we experience, Father, is more powerful than the external turmoil. And so, Lord, I just release that revelation over everyone who's listening, God, whether it be in their homes, whether it be in their jobs, whether it be uh, wherever it is that they step foot, God, that they would recognize that they are carriers of your presence, carriers of your peace, and release that peace on the earth so that this place would look like your place, that, that on earth it would be as it is in heaven. And so, God, I just thank you that you have, you have given us that as a gift. In Jesus' name. Yeah, and I just want to pray um, for an ease and ability to behold Jesus. Mm. Um, wherever you are, whether you're in your car or whatever it is that you're doing, um, for you to be able to see him clearly um, and for your encounters to deepen because you've seen him in that, even in the night times or in your dreams or whatever it is, that you would be able to experience um, more of the fullness of his nature, um, releasing peace, releasing joy, all the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit um, over you. 